Corner store philosophy, wine prophets who probably felt the greatest hide and chase that dragon into poverty, inherited a lower self-esteem and a lack of knowledge, got they refund checks and turned they back to college. Who needs a degree to survive in these streets? Weather 400 degrees, juveniles chasing dreams. Hustling harder for smaller returns, they call it life shit, we live and we learn. What's up world, it's JP1, aka Jackpot the Chosen One, representing Detroit to the fullest. Right now, you politicking with Poe on Poe Politicking. Let's get it. PoePolitikin.com We're now politicking with the award-winning depth psychologist, the teacher, the author. He has a new book called Your Creative Magic. Imagination Unlocked, Become Who You Truly Are, Dr. Jim Magnello. How you doing? I'm doing great, Poe. It's good to be back with you. Yes, five years, man. So I'm glad that, you know, we both still alive doing what we love. Appreciate that. Indeed. I can't believe time has moved that fast. Yeah. So the first thing, I just want to kind of rehash it. So can you just talk about your background and how you kind of went to the path that you're on right now? Sure, sure. Um, I was fortunate enough to, um, my college background uh, was in the 60s. So not only did I get turned on to a lot of things that were very important to me in terms of liberal arts, which at that point in time, liberal arts education really still counted for something. And I could get connected to these streams of knowledge that kind of opened my eyes and woke me up. Uh, and I also, again, with respect to the 60s, if there was anything that was valuable about it was that somebody seemed to have pulled the plug on everything that was, and for a brief period of time, space opened up to novelty, to innovation, to creativity, uh, and people started to really connect to one another in meaningful ways and share experiences in particular around consciousness raising that was very important in shaping my life. I also went on from there to spend a lot of time in the contemplative spiritual traditions, Buddhism, Sufism, esoteric Christianity, um, and um, did my best to understand that very deep layer that's inside of us that's often overlooked and unlived today. Uh, so, and, you know, my, my work is basically, I do deep inner work, deep psychotherapy, and um, um, it's more art than science, and it's got a lot to do with the work you've done on yourself, not just what you've learned uh, in school or, or in training. It's got a lot to do with your ability to kind of come out of your own innermost core in ways that help other people do the same thing. Yeah, that was actually kind of the next question I was going to ask you. What is, because I never heard of a depth psychologist, but you kind of explained it, but still, can you go a little further on it? Sure thing. Um, You know, and part of what we're doing today is uh, I'm making certain additions to the depth psychology tradition, doing my best to do that in order to bring it into the 21st century. And the two things that I would say, are most critical. One is already in there, but not at a level that I think it deserves to be, and that's the imagination, the creative imagination. It's not only a source of, um, uh, and it's a bridge into connecting to who we really are. 
the second piece that I think is missing is has been missing from psychotherapy or in, and the, the psychology world for a very long time is pure awareness. That's the awareness that basically is the prize of the Eastern scientific meditative traditions. There's a part of the mind with a profound capacity to be awake uh, and to be aware, not, not aware of something, just aware, if that makes sense to you. So the depth psychology tradition, I would say, you know, people like Freud, people like Jung in particular, where we have an unconscious mind, a part of our mind that's not generally known to our, our consciousness, because uh, we grow up in families before we have the brain power, the mind power to make sense of what's really going on. And we download a view of reality that we basically it gets delivered by our parents and our family and then later in our school systems. And we also download, unfortunately, a self-image based on the way other people respond and react to our, our existence. We don't have the mind power to know, gee, mom can't see straight or dad's got some biases or, you know, we, we kind right. of uh, imagine our immediate family as if they're reasonable representatives of the species on the planet Earth. Right. Um, and in truth, uh, they have their own peculiarities, eccentricities. Um, they were raised and conditioned by a cult, so on and so forth. So uh, the second layer of depth in the depth psychology tradition is not only our personal unconscious, but the idea that who we really are um, lays in our deeper mind, not our thinking surface mind, not the mind that thinks conceptually and reasons, but the mind that gets blown at sunrise, the mind that's capable of flashes of intuitive insight that seem to reveal a much deeper, much more profound world than the one we typically live in. Yeah, I'm going to say, so are you talking about like infinite intelligence or like God, that's what you're talking about? Or... Well, I, I regard it as it, it, it's, it, it's sacred. There's a sacred space within us. And, you know, the reason why there are so many different religions, um, authentic religions, is that's the, that's the nature of the imagination. You and I can stumble on the same truth, but we might frame it differently. So when you look at real art and real music, music that comes from the soul, um, there are different people that will discover the same profound inner emotional experience that would give rise to it, but that they frame it differently and it gets expressed differently. So uh, I don't think we need to say it's God, but I wouldn't rule out that the word God is a useful way of thinking about it. And then this Make is... sense? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Then this is kind of like sidetracked, but I just want to ask you about it because I'm really, I I started, like like I said, I've been studying personal development psychology for like the past 10 years really hard. So I'm really into new thought. So what's your opinion on new thought? Well, I'm not familiar with it uh, deeply enough to offer, um, um, you know, some kind of ultimate view that I would say, look, Paul, this is reality. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, my concern has been New Thought, I think, has been associated with some of the New Age movements, and although they're very well intended, 
at the end of the day, the knowledge doesn't stand up. That is, it's not reliable enough, it's not valid enough uh, to really create the gourmet meal that it promises to. Now, again, I don't, I don't know enough about New Thought to know what, whether what I just said applies to that 100%, 70%, or no percent. Do you know what I mean? So who, I mean, cause I, so I was listening to our previous interview, and you were talking about Maslow, one of your influences. So who are some of your other influences? Well, you know, Maslow was certainly important. I think the two people, or the three people in terms of the psychotherapy and the inner life, the imagination traditions are Jung, uh, Henry Corbin, uh, now deceased, and James Hillman. Hillman and Corban were kind of the fathers of what's called archetypal psychology. Um, and the word archetypal is tricky, but there's certain inborn patterns that have got nothing to do with what we learned from our parents, uh, got nothing to do with the part of our mind um, that's been written on by experience, but it's, it's baked in. Uh, to the species' collective uh, memory. Um, so, Corban was a profound archetypal psychologist who was mostly into spirit. And Hillman was a, uh, a similarly great psychologist, mostly into soul. And th there's a distinction that we could make between them if it's, you know, if it's important. And I did a lot of work with Hillman in my own personal analysis and therapy. So what's your opinion? Cause like, like I was telling you off the line, but like, like me, my goal is to become like one of the top self-help personal development people. So what's your opinion? You know, it's not it's psychology wise, but what's your opinion like that feel like personal development, self-help? I love it. I mean, I, I, you know, I think that that's a profound path. Most people are caught up in this materialistic trance today. Um, they've been disconnected from deep and important values. Uh, they don't think about developing their lives in terms that truly make sense. Uh, you know, think about it. M many people um, prepare for retirement uh, like it's the most important thing in the world, but they don't do a damn thing to prepare for death. Uh, they don't have some sense that who they who they are at the moment of their death has tremendous implications for what follows it in the next transition. Oh no, there's nothing that goes on. You're, you know, that's part of the materialistic trance. Um, that there's only material reality. So what I would say, you know, drink up as much uh, knowledge that feels reliable and valid to you. You know, be discriminating. Uh, take it in, work on yourself, uh, let your, let your learned, learned knowledge play an important role. But at the end of the day, you, you're looking to transform yourself into who you want to be. You're looking to discover in your depth. Uh, once you do that, and I think you've already done some of that, you're setting the stage for that. Once you do that, then your voice becomes very clear and very deep, and you can have the kind of impact on others that I think is in your heart to create. And then you was talking about death, but then I guess, because 
I, I've been listening to a lot of stuff, and they say you never die. But I guess they're looking at it like if you leave a legacy, you never die. So, you know, what's your opinion on death? Because I guess if you do live a legacy, if you leave a legacy where people always, like Michael Jackson, he, he never is going to die because he's Michael Jackson. Like, Michael Jackson. Never, right. So what's your opinion on that? Like, when you know, death. I think there's, you know, that that stands up, and it's true. There, it'll be hard to forget Michael Jackson for a long time. Unfortunately, some people frame him in a in a critical way, whereas his music was just, uh, you know, beyond comprehension on a certain level. Right. Uh, so on death, I'm actually uh, researching, and my next book is going to be on death, um, if indeed I proceed. So let me say this to you. Um, I don't know about death. Um, I'm, I'm not certain about anything. I don't have it, but I know that there's somebody in me that knows a great deal about death. So I look at my own process that my life, what I want to do is get, a, get as close to that depth as I possibly can because he'll know how to die. That's that deep essential core of who we are. Uh, that uh, although we've been banged up in this life and we've been driven crazy by this and that, this part of us has not been uh, mocked up by that at all. See, I already know. See, I know Dr. Jim. I know you're, you're real. You know why I know you're real? Because I know they said any person that's trying to say they know what happens after we die, they're lying. So I know when you said, I don't know, I know you're a good person. <laughs> But, you know, it's like right now, whatever we are, we're caught in a body, we're caught in a certain space and time. So knowing some things from our ordinary thinking mind is like asking a squirrel to understand your mortgage agreement, you know? Huh. The only thing they can make out of it is nuts. So you've got to be in a real deep place within yourself where you can intuit truth. And, and that's basically, a, it's a combination of deep emotional experience and, and awareness. And it's a kind of a higher state of consciousness. You know, there's some very interesting um, um, reports that come through the near-death experience literature. Are you familiar with that at all? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and I come out of a, I come out of, you know, a couple of traditions, one of which, for example, is the Tibetan Bon and Buddhist tradition, I mean, they have not spent time trying to create machines, you know what I mean, electric toothbrushes and iPhones. They've spent time trying to master their mind, so their technology is a lot closer to death than ours. But, I, I mean, the near-death experience literature, I think, uh, is deserving of a look by anybody that wants to uh, take a look at no matter what culture people have been in, the people who've lost their pulse and have clinically died oftentimes share a very similar experience. And it does have a sacred outlook in it. And then I keep I, I keep hearing a, a theme during the interview. I keep hearing you say, um, go deeper. So I kind of want you to just, just go on that a little bit more and let people know how can they go deeper. Well, you know, the, the book that I did with Frank Arnold, and, and Frank Arnold, as you mentioned, is somebody that's familiar to you and uh, to some of your listeners who's done, created some, uh, um, spent a lot of time and energy uh, trying to make art and the power of art and the meaning of art visible to people. So 
he and I ran into each other in Mexico. We started a conversation, and it it, it kind of uh, it felt like it's been going on for a very long time. And he came out at it, at it from a certain angle, and I did too. So one of the things that we discovered was the importance of the imagination. And I'm talking about the kind of imagination, not again make believe, not uh, 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 Walt Disney, Mickey Mouse, uh, although. You know, very nice, not Star Wars even, to some degree, but the imagination that's a source of profound insight. So in our discussions, we do, we thought it really is time to uh, present the following ideas. We have two kinds of minds. We could call one our surface mind, our thinking mind. That's the mind we're in every day. If you look around you, that's what you see everywhere. That's, we see the byproduct of that. We're caught in thinking mind. Uh, if most people uh, uh, get so caught in it, Poe, uh, they no longer have a direct experience of life. All they have is a direct experience of what they think about life. Mm. Where there's a deeper level mind, we refer to in the book as the intuitive mind, the deep intuitive mind, which is a place that already is already profoundly aware. It's a matter of having our ordinary consciousness connect with that. Uh, so it's not like the mind that goes to school and gets filled with knowledge, right? Right. It's the it's the mind that if we can connect to, we can make. Um, a connection and become the beneficiaries of that knowledge quite directly. Um, but this this part of our mind um, is not recognized, is not seen, is not understood. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons. And paradoxically, one is religion. Because, you know, when people like Jesus and Buddha and Muhammad and um, other uh, people who've had these major revelations, those are intuitive mind revelations. You have to be in that state of mind to be able to understand actually what they experienced. Unfortunately, it gets tamped down, it gets stepped down, and what you have is the people that try to honor that revelation, they no longer have that capacity to be in deep mind to get it experientially. And like squirrels with mortgage agreements, they make nuts out of it. You know, they just make strange sense out of it. So like in early Christianity, there were the knowers who were uh, different than the, just the believers. The believers wind up killing most of the knowers because they felt threatened by them. That goes on in Islam today. It seems to be anyway, you know. So let's say you're on an island and you can grab five books. Well, yeah, five books, only five books. What books would you grab? Well, that's very interesting. You know, one of the books that really turned my life on was a book, believe it or not, I, I, by Houston Smith. It was called The Religions of Man. And I think why it had such a big impact on me is that I was just really opening up, you know, again, the, the 60s and uh, the, the consciousness that was around and, and just was right out there, right at the end of your fingertips, just amazing and mind-blowing in the sense that it kind of connected you to possibilities that your mind couldn't even imagine earlier. And one of the things that really, really moved me in there was the discussion on Buddhism. 
uh, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, and I caught fire with that, and later uh, I actually turned in that direction because I'm trying to make sense out of some of the really powerful sacred experiences that were psychedelic-assisted during the 60s. And, you know, when the, when the 60s dream died, uh, everyone was trying to make sense of, my God, what happened? How could we have lost it? How could you have possibly... Um, 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 yeah, what? I will say I will say time out because I mean because you talking about the sixties, but I, okay, I was born in the eighties, so when I hear the sixties, I still be thinking about like how it was like racist and stuff. So you you're saying it wasn't that bad in the sixties? Yeah, no, it was beyond not bad. You know, I'm talking about that little space where everything opened up uh, in music at that time. You, you know, some of the music anyway was about keeping that space open. It wasn't about making money. It was a complete break from the materialistic trance, the materialistic hypnotic trance. Yes, there was a lot of racism and it sucked, but it also gave rise to the social change that began to really reveal, I, I think it established the seeds for major social change. Yeah, because I do, because like for me, I'm just speaking for that as a black person. Cause I do remember you had the Black Panthers, you had you know Huey Newton, you had Mar um, Martin Luther King, you had Malcolm X. So I'm like, man, we never had those leaders since then. So uh, it do probably do seem like a great time because as a black person, we never had no leaders like that since then. Yeah, I mean, you hit it right, man. That was part of the energy, and you know, a lot of white people worked with black people at those times. They were equally uh, conditioned to be prejudiced toward one another. But white people whose heart opened and mind opened realized, my God, I can't believe the shit that's gone on. And, and that there are people that still embrace these kinds of ideas. And there was an understanding that it's not so much that these people are evil or even ignorant. It's they're completely unconscious. And the whole world was unconscious. You know, there was a, there was a short time span of two or three years where this kind of stuff was going on all over the planet. Do you know what I mean? Uh, blood is thicker than water, but people who are awake share bonds that are a lot thicker than blood. They're family. And you know, we're, we're willing, at times it seemed there was a willingness to, you know, to die for these ideas. And there was some real confusion as to what do we do with it? And you know, uh, the, the reason why the, the the political movements in the 60s and the reason, including the Black Panthers, ended is that the people with power didn't want them to be. They they understood the threat. You know, yeah, we never had well. we never had anything like that. Were, like especially made illegal. Yes, especially yeah. is like we never had anything like that since. Like even like president wise, we never had a JFK. Like we never had anything like that. So it do seem like like when you look at it, like I said, I was born in the 80s, so I don't know. But when you look at it, you're like, man, like you had a lot of great people back then. You know, you never had anything like that since. Yeah, and again, I agree with you. And you know, I don't mean to keep saying 60s, 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 because in many ways the 60s was a delusion. But what the deep experience was that came forth wasn't. So we're we're not just in time. The same kind of energy happened in the Renaissance. You know, mm. and the angels, angels in the sky, celebrate when all of a sudden there's this. 
disruption in consciousness where the way co- the way uh, the entire collectivist thought kind of breaks down and there's a new opening and new insights can come in. And that's the real role of art. You know, if you look at it today, art is a commodity. People have paintings worth millions of dollars. Where do they put them? In warehouses, in, in weatherproofed little rooms. Yeah, that's, that's oh, my whole thing. No can even look at the I was gonna say I was going to say that's my whole thing about I was telling my friend about this about life. It's like people get nice cars and they don't even drive them. It's like, what's the point of doing that stuff? It's like you work so hard to get stuff and then when you get it, you don't even use it. It's insane. Yeah, it's like. And, and you know, it, it, it's, it's, a good, it's a good indication that people have simply lost the ability to connect with their parts of their lives where they can experience joy and uh, meaning and depth. Yeah, I'm going to say. You know, this rat race for the money, it's like. You'll never find, uh, you know, I'm into squirrels, so I'm going to bring up squirrels again. Can you imagine a squirrel waking up in the morning and saying, you know what, I really want to gather a billion nuts. <laughs> I, want to, I want to have to take care of them. I want to worry about them every day. It, it's completely insane. So what, what should the squirrel be saying? Let us know that. Well, the squirrel should be saying, how can I live... Um, a, a life that's true to me. I want my fair share of nuts, but I also want to enjoy the life that I have. Yeah. So I was going to say, this is kind of like off the wall, but man, I think you can help me with my question. Cause I always have this question, man. I'm like, you know, just like back in the day, like the Egyptians, how they built the pyramids. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm looking at this stuff. Like I'm thinking like back in the day, I'm thinking they probably have more knowledge. than like, we thinking that they had more knowledge than us, we have more knowledge than them. But I'm thinking they have some stuff that we don't know about. And then just about like aliens and stuff. Do you like, you believe in all this stuff or no? Well, uh, let me put it this way. You can interstate the mind where all of a sudden you become awake. Mm-hmm. And it's not unlike having a dream. You know, while we're in a dream, we think, well, everything is real. You can imagine this. If there's a crocodile chasing you up the stairs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're trying to eat you, and in the dream, you're in a cold sweat terror, and you think it's real, suddenly you wake up, right? Mm-hmm. You don't look under the bed for a crocodile because you're awake. Right. So today, uh, whether it's back in Egypt or it's back in uh, Alexandria, where all these ones were... When you when you when you wake up, you're waking up outside of time, and you're experiencing this existence on a level of power, and especially with the sacred outlook, where you realize that the things that think that people think are reality every day, it, it's just a dream. There's there it, it, it's nuts. We've gone crazy as a species. That's why we're trying to burn the house we're living in. We don't understand what a problem that is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's there's a lack of perspective because we no longer have a sense of awe and mystery. The deep spiritual, or we could call it celestial, access to consciousness is gone. Where you realize, look, look, the planet Earth is rotating a thousand miles an hour. It's revolving around the sun 25,000 miles an hour. The solar system is moving 750,000 miles an hour. And our galaxy is moving at 2.2 million miles an hour. And we worry about whether we look good in the mirror. 
Mm-hmm. We worry about whether we've got enough money in the bank. You know, I, I mean, there's something going on here that's a lot larger than we presume on a daily basis. Hmm. You know, and I think this is the promise of art. If, you know, if, if art were available and people knew how to see, for example, great paintings, they could unpack that image that the artist brings forth from the deepest recesses of who they are. You know, an artist will have an emotional experience deep in deep mind, and his imagination will transform that image, forgive me, that experience into an image, and that gets painted or sculpted. Most people will look at that painting uh, or sculpture, but they won't see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I was going to ask you next. So I know, like, the new book, it says, Become Who You Really Are. And I feel like I'm trying to do that, but it's like, how can you do that? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even know who I'm supposed to be, you know, like, because I remember, um, like, hip-hop. We're going to put the hip-hop in here. Jay-Z, he said, you was who you was before you got here. So it's like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be. So it's like, how can you become who you really are when you don't even know what you're supposed to be? Well, you know, it, it, it's a tricky question. And there's a part where I actually talked about this in the book. I mean, because people say, you know, and I work with people and they want to know, well, okay, what's this work about? And, you know, what are we going to do together? And, and I say, well, you're going to become who you really are. And uh, I put that out, and I try to do it as carefully as possible. I don't like to say things if I know people can't hear it. But people say, what the hell are you talking about? I wake up every morning. Who I, who, if I don't wake up who I am, then who the hell am I supposed to be? Yeah. So it's not a matter that, you know, you, your mother took the wrong baby home, or you're not the right person, you're not the same person on your driver's license. It's that, look, in a nutshell, let me try to explain what I think happens. If our species really um, uh, could do it, this would be great. If women could give birth to 14-year-olds, um, everything would be a lot better off. Unfortunately, they can't. They could never handle the, the, the body can barely give weight, uh, birth to an eight-pounder. Why do I say that? Well, think of it. It's as if our spaceship lands in our mother's womb. We're there for a time. No one knows what goes on before. It's, you know, it's a little strange, Poe, to think, really? 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 I exist because two people jumped up and down on top of each other? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a pretty damn big stretch if you're awake. You know, you can get awake and you can't find the answer. You, can, you may not find, well, this is where I came from. But you do know, well, it's ridiculous to say that I came from this. There's something going on here that is huge. You know what I mean? So as you begin to move about in your life, like this appetite you have to be involved in personal growth and personal development, right? That more than likely is part of your deep essential nature. That's wired in. The more you feed that, the more you develop your mind so that you can break free from what you've been conditioned to be by your mother, your father, your culture, your school, by the, by the world around you, and the more you come to rely on your own experience and you become taught by that experience, you can see your reflection in it. You begin to pick up on yourself. 
and you at least develop a center of gravity that it, you can feel it when you're in it. It's it's more deeply you. Now the problem we have is, you know, we we have many different locations within us. Everybody thinks they're one entity, and we're, we're yeah, we're one entity, but we've got many different faces. It's like a house with many different rooms. And if I have a profound experience of what I would call inner truth that's shaken my being and transformed my life, I'll stay connected to that as long as I have access to the state of mind that reveals that to me. Am I making sense? Yeah, I would say, man, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like shedding tears a little bit because you you kind of you hitting on all the stuff I'm thinking about in my head. So I was going to ask you because like with me. I'm really big on, like, personal development. Like, my goal is, like, people ask me all the time. They'd be like, how you feeling? I'm like, I'm great. Because, like, I feel like like all the great people, like, you know, Kobe Bryant, Julius Caesar, I feel like that's in me. And I feel like I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. When I die, I just want to be, I don't want to die and be like, oh, I didn't live my life. I want to die and be like, man, I did everything. Fuck it. I died. Whatever. But yep. we don't die anyway, because like I said, with this, what I'm doing right now, I feel like I'm leaving a legacy, so I'm not going to die. So it's whatever. So I feel like, um, am I on the right path? Should I be doing something else? Like, just let me know what's up. Uh, by the way, it sounds like we're breaking up a little. I, I hope that's not the case. No, nah, we good. We good. We good. I think we good. You got it? Yeah, we good. Keep going. We good. Okay. So... My answer would be this. I come back again. Do your best to feed your consciousness. Do your best to become a student of consciousness. Um, and not in, a, not in a trippy way, but develop a connection to reliable, valid um, uh, sources of, of knowledge of people who have done that. You know, be discriminating. You may want to decide at a certain point to work with somebody in what I would call depth therapy. Uh, if, you know, if you could find the right person and if that appealed to you, it, it's, it's not the only way to do it. Um, you, can, you can feed yourself and you begin to become discriminating. It's like you become a laboratory. When do I feel awake? When do I feel most deeply connected to who I am? When, when am I most connected to compassion? When am I most connected to my inspiration? Where, yeah, I, 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 you know, like if you get good musicians, they often have a little pad with them because if they don't get it down within 10, 15 seconds, it's gone, right? Mm. That gives you an idea. That's deeper mind. That's the ordinary surface mind trying to, trying to connect to what the deeper mind gave them as a gift. You want to develop a relationship with your deeper mind. Mm. And now, yeah, that's the next question too. So, like hip hop, hip hop is all about art. So, I, I was the book and everything. How should they focus on their art? Like, because I was saying, like you keep saying the deeper mind and, and focus. So, how how can they get to that deeper mind and when they really just making true art? And what is Wait, true? You know, art? it's interesting because in some ways, music is easier than than. Uh, painting. Mm. Music is easier to access because it goes right into our ears and it, if it comes out of somebody's soul, if somebody's real, 
we can hear it and it moves us someplace uh, real. Whereas most people, uh, in other, let me put it another way, it's easier to hear. Than to see. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 or it's easy to, it's easy to really listen and pick it up than it is to, to see as opposed to look. So, you know, it's like a gift when an artist creates, whether it's in um, a melody or it's a combination of, of music and, and lyrics or it's, it's something that just cuts us to the quick. Um, we ought to be, a student of what that experience is and try and stay in that mind. I know uh, I, I liken it to, I look to music uh, as part of my fishing for epiphanies. You're going to say, so where, when they're, when they're in that state, where you said, it, that state, is that, is that the infinite intelligence like we were talking about earlier? Where does yeah, that come from? I want to try and be in deeper mind. Like, how do you get in deeper mind? Well, the, the, you know, the... Uh, there are many different practices. First, you have to make a connection with it. One opportunity is deep psychotherapy, deep inner work, deep therapy. I'm not talking about this nonsense at the surface of life where you go into therapy and you get diagnosed and, and uh, you know, you're, you're, uh, that's, the, that's the, the materialistic colonization of inner work. They've converted it into a therapy with you You do this. And there are some very valuable strategies, but they're all at the surface of life. They, they don't cut you deep enough. So there's also develop an inner practice to see if you can get some exposure to some of the different meditative and contemplative traditions, right? Yeah, I say you kind of, man, it's like we on point with this interview because we going on. Like everything you say is leading to my next question. That's why I don't keep wanting to say that, but everything you say is keep going. Because with me, like when I started doing it, I, I mean, I just started doing this like a month ago, but like I just sit down and I just like, if I'm driving, I just think about like where, my, where I want my life to be, like to create imagination. So I just sit there and think about it. So I'm going to say like, uh, with like you were talking about the deep inner work and the creativity, like is that a good thing to do? Like what I'm doing, like just imagining and, and thinking about what I want my life to be. And I try, I try to think really vivid. I'm trying to think like even little details, but I just sit there and just think because they were saying a lot of people don't think. Like so, I'm really trying to just focus on thinking and what I want to do and where I want to be. Yeah, I, I, you know, and again, it sounds like you're you're in your la in the laboratory of your life, and you're experimenting with different possibilities. You're definitely there's some inspirational energy in you. I mean, inspired energy. You know, you're not just saying, "Well, I want money. I w I want this. I want that." You're not. You you, you know, you're not. You you you're not hallucinating. Uh, and wanting some of the mirages that pass for reasonable goals today in life. You know, I, I work with people who have very significant amounts of money, uh, and they're also very successful in their work, but the payoff that they thought was going to be there isn't there, and they realize they've worked a long time in the noonday sun Hot as hell. Yeah, that shit hurt you, man. I already noticed that. That's what I'm saying. I'm young and I went through that already. So that shit yeah, hurts, you man. Chase mirages, and you don't want to do that. So stay close to the, your inspiration. One thing I would recommend to you and to your listeners 
uh, use your imagination in the following way. Don't get involved in magical thinking. You've got to be careful not to get involved in fantasy. Uh, there's nothing wrong with fantasy as long as you know it's fantasy, you know. But there's something, if you were to imagine that, okay, there's the, the, the deep essential core of Poe is inside of you. Personify him uh, as if he was an entity that you could connect to. Be respectful. This is kind of a spiritual practice. Be respectful. Uh, be wary. Don't let your ordinary mind get in there and say, oh, wise Poe, how can we make a ton of money? Or how can I get, uh, you know, Christine to fall in love with? You know, that's, that's, but if you ask from your heart, you know, I, I really want to open more. I really want to know more about what makes life truly worth living. What do I need to do to put myself in that position? You get answers. And, you know, it's not like, uh, well, Paul, take a left, take a right. But you'll, you'll get answers in the form of emotions, possibly in that moment. If not, if, if your soul really knows that you're sincere and you want to dive deep, it'll be a great ally and, and be, watch your dreams because dreams are very, dreams are poems. Most people take their dreams literally. Oh, the crocodile was chasing me. Thank God I got out of there. But, you know, the, who was the crocodile? What force did that represent? I was going to say, I, man, like, for real, for real. Like, I remember, like, because, like, before, like, I was always, like, I was working this job. And I used to always be like, I want to be a manager. And I used to always imagine, I used to be like, I'm going to be a manager, man. I'll be working on all these girls. They going to get, you know, I used to be thinking that shit all the time. And that shit happened. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so, so I was like, man, I was like, man, bro. I was like, I was like, man, you gotta be really careful what you think about it. I was like, that shit came true. And I was like, that shit kinda got back at me. Cause I was like, I shouldn't have been like, I wanna work with all these girls. You know what I'm saying? I should have been like, I just wanna work in a cool environment. Cool, cool, cool. But that shit got me. Cause I was like, man, you gotta really be careful with that. Indeed. At the same time, you know, your, your question is a good one, which is you're asking, you know, I don't have a GPS for this. How do I know which way to move? How do I know what to do to become more of who I truly am and to, and to realize my deepest possibilities? And you've got to have a kind of contemplative point of view about that. You know what I mean? You, you have to really um, collaborate with yourself. Uh, and and unmask to your own heart. Right. That would be that that's that's very important. That's what they should be teaching kids in school, not testing them every five seconds to see if they're learning enough math. You know that's another problem. By the way, this focus on STEM uh, education and and the ignoring of the arts and the humanities. Uh, the species needs to be rescued. You know, think about it. 18,000 children die a day of starvation mm. when there's enough food to feed them. Mm -hmm. What's lacking is the values that would make that a priority. I was going to tell uh, the next question, like, so we talked, like, five years ago. So I was going to ask you, is there anything, like, what would you say, like, the most important, like, 
I guess like one or two lessons you learned during that period, like five years ago. So we talked like what, 2000 or five years ago? 2011? I'm blown away, man, that it was five years ago. You know, I thought yeah, it was. It seemed like, like we talked yesterday, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez, you know? I think for my own learning and, and the phase of my life that I'm in, uh, I'm. Um, Jesus, that's a that's an awesome question. Um, I'm more disappointed than I was then, but I'm I'm more convinced that. Uh, the, Why are you disappointed? I I had imagined that the species would be able to. I didn't think we'd be doing this crap with people like Don. Donald Trump. I don't think it's his fault, man. You know, I got people. They keep saying you got to watch out. The corporations, uh, the, the corporations are controlling the media. That's that's not true, man. The corporations are the media. Yeah. This is no joke, bro. I mean, straight up, like, I mean, like when people people start talking to me about what news, I don't watch the news no more. I don't watch that shit because like, I already oh, know that shit's that, like straight up and fake. the internet now, you, you know, you, you can't do anything and they say, hey, the 10 most important things that Jesus said. And then you go on the page and every five sentences, right? Buy this. Sell that. Here's another 10 things you should look at. I mean, it's just, it's shameless. So but that's the, my disappointment. The thing about me with Facebook is like, I don't know, that shit is crazy because I mean like I, the first thing you learn in school is to check the damn resources. So people can throw any link up in there and people believe it like it's true. So that's the thing about Facebook. It's crazy because people, whatever link people put up there, they're going to believe it's true and they're going to start resharing it. And people going to just think it's true. That's crazy. I agree with you. And you know, uh, all this stuff passes for communication and it's not. People no longer have meaningful conversations with one another. So I gonna, and, and the technology is also sucking us in at some level. I think it's great if you're awake and you can use it. You yeah, because I, I, I was talking, I was talking to my homie about this. I was saying, man, I said, I was like, cause we, I was on Facebook, and I think like you know how they got the Facebook Live shit now, where you could just be making a video and somebody could be watching you right there when you're doing it. Right. So I was like, that shit crazy. I was like, man. I was like, back in the day, you had to send a letter. Like you can't do that shit back in the day. So I was like, man, that shit crazy, but. I mean, what do you think about all that? I mean, I think it's good. Well, like you, you know, here's my view, man. I, I also have this fantasy at some point because I know a lot of the Silicon Valley and a lot of the a lot of the people that are really sharp and that uh, you know have had the capacity to create this technology, like Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs took a lot of acid, and uh, you know, not to make too much of that, but he did step out of uh, the nightmare of materialism. Uh, Paradoxically, it allowed him to succeed beyond, you know, beyond belief. But a lot of these men and women, uh, they they still to this day, in order to pump their creativity, uh, they work with their consciousness. The real next step is not creating iPhone 8, 9, 10, 11. It's like Rocky, for God's sakes, you know. It, yeah. Oh, the real move is how do we evolve into a consciousness that can use it for meaningful things? How do we learn to take care of the species, to value life properly, to take care of one another, to be concerned about one another? That's that. So the, I see that the possibilities of harnessing technology, not just to make 
more money for these creatures. But to actually have impact and solve problems would be a wonderful development. And, you know, you, what your hunger and appetite is for, and hopefully significant percentage of your listeners, don't stop dreaming about that. All we need, all we need is a critical mass a critical mass of people who first understand that there is a place much deeper within us that if we were connected to, we could come back and have some very significant impact uh, on other people and on our way of life. That we just need to develop the ability to um, work at that and to be open to innovation and novelty of how we're going to, somebody is at some point going to harness this technology to communicate things of value instead of bullshit. Yeah, I'm going to say, because me, I always, like me and my wife, we always talk about, I tell her about this because like money is nothing. Like if you had all that paper sitting in the house or something, it's nothing. Like money is just, it's a, like transactions, but like the paper, that shit is nothing. It's, it's just like what you can do with the money. That's right, and, and, and that, I think you hit an important nail on the head, because if you lose your consciousness so that you can't enable a, a really profound life with money, then what is it worth? What are you going to do, just count it? And that's what people do, by the way. People with significant money, one of the first things they do in the morning is they get on the computer and they check their money out. They don't mean shit. A, yeah, like... That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, because I always look at shit like if shit really go down, like just the world just collapse. That money don't mean shit. <laughs> like, if it was like, why are you right. tripping on money like that? Like, money, like right. it, that paper don't mean nothing. Like, really, when life, like, if it's ever like The Walking Dead, how they show that shit, what is money? Nothing. <laughs> like, nothing. Right. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't, it, it's no point of money. Like, so people, like, I don't know, man. It's crazy. But people do anything for money. People say it's sold for money. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like a viral infection, you know? And there are some people who never wake up to the idea of putting in a proper perspective. Like, so for some people, that's all that matters, you know? Like, people say they sold. Like, it's so it's sad, man. It's sad, like, when you really, like, I'm saying, when you, you talk about, like, the higher conscience and all this, when you really sit back and look at the, everything that's going on and you see how people sell and sold for money, it's, like, really sad. Like, it's, like, crazy. It's, like, man, wow. Like, people do anything for money. Yeah, there's no doubt. This whole culture exists for money, and it, it uh, the propaganda, and it cons itself into thinking that it's the, you know, you look at the Super Bowl. You know, there's no more sport in that. There, there's these poor guys that kill themselves doing it. Uh, and, you know, there was a time I really loved uh, to participate and to watch sports. But you look at it, and all of a sudden you see the Pledge of Allegiance. Then you see the F-15s flying over, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see what? $500 million worth of commercials. There's no accident there. No, so, so, so I guess give us some advice on how can we like stay woke and conscious in all this this life right now. I, I, I think you know there's in the book uh, I, we use this artist that I really like named Kandinsky, and he he was awesome. He's the first. He's the father of abstract art, 
And Frank Arnold's work reminds me of him because it has such emotional power and it comes from the depths of his soul. But he had a great vision, Kandinsky, that the, uh, the nightmare of materialism can end. And there's a quote of mine in the book with a painting um, uh, called Cabo Sol that I actually own, that Frank did. And underneath um, the painting, I've got a, a quote, which is that the light is real, not the nightmare that doubts it. We have to feed ourselves. We have to feed ourselves some connection to the light. The life deep, deep, deep within us is sacred. If we connect to that, we have the potential to create a revolution in our own lives and a potential to create a revolution in the best sense of the world, the best sense of the word, in the world. So whatever it takes. Now, uh, there's, you know, great books. Uh, I, I'm not uh, somebody that likes to suggest to people go out and take drugs because that's, but I don't regard some of the more important uh, 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 plants and chemicals as drugs. Um, they can be very useful if one is careful, super, super careful, because you're messing around with these it's like dancing with a hurricane. You can get yourself in some real trouble. So if you want to be a student of these things, you, learn, you read about them, you learn how to take them, uh, or you, you meditate. There's a couple of, there's uh, on Netflix, there's a, a documentary called The Spirit Molecule. It's about DMT, which is a chemical that happens to be in our brain, but it's also a very potent creator of uh, alternative realities, not uh, not realities that are unreal, but deeper realities that we can't see. I'm not advocating that anybody take this. I'm advocating that people watch the documentary and see what happens to people who wake up to experiences that are beyond the ordinary experience that we have here. There's another, uh, there's, um, have you heard of the McKenna brothers? There's Terrence and Dennis McKenna. They were really into psychedelics at a level which, um, uh, whether you like it or you don't like it, you respect them, you don't respect them, it's not especially relevant. Poor Terrence died uh, early in his life, but he's got, um, he's got a YouTube video. I think it's maybe 10 minutes long. It's maybe longer. It's called uh, Trust Yourself. Uh, and again, uh, don't buy into his, uh, his rap and what, what his view is, but see where it hits you because he's talking about the possibilities of really being awake. He's not talking about what you should do or think when you're awake, but that, that appetite, that hunger within us, it's deep in our soul and it's deep in our heart and we need to honor it. Not get sidetracked, but getting bummed out, confused, just keep on going to the best of our ability and connect to other people that have the same vision.
All right, I want to say thank you for coming through politics with me. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Poe. It's an honor. I love talking to you, man. I wish you the best. I wish your listeners the best. Um, I think that the book, this isn't a commercial, it's got some uh, very significant suggestions for how to develop your consciousness in the direction of deeper mind. And then where can I get the book? It's on Amazon. And it's also, you know, it's a big book. It's got very, very high quality paper in order to put the 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 images on there. It's 270 pages, 272 pages, a lot of images. Uh, it is pricey. Uh, if somebody truly, truly can't afford it, uh, the, maybe uh, an option is the library or let me know. I can see if I can find some options. But this, this book is meant to be an art gallery and a museum in your home. You're going to be seeing images that come from artist souls. These aren't people that said, I want to paint a pretty picture. These are people that dove deep into their being, uh, and Frank Arnold is, is, is among the greatest ones living today. And they've come back with uh, images that their imagination created, that if we know how to unpack that image, if we know how to see the image, we can unpack it, and we can lay claim to the same experience that created it. All right, and I want to say, is there any question I didn't ask you that you like to ask yourself? Um, I, the only question, you know, you, you, you're making me think of this because you've been pushing with, with so many questions of what can I do, what can we do, what should we do. Uh, we may think of doing something on the Internet if we can figure out how to do it, where we have a kind of a, uh, a place where people can learn and people can have the kinds of experiences we're talking about of developing their capacity to see, hear, uh, raise their consciousness and connect to one another and have uh, an opportunity to make a meaningful impact. So um, my website is drjimmanganello.com. Uh, it's under revision now. I've had one for a long time. I'm, I'm creating a new one. Keep tuned in because, uh, and I'll also tell you, and you can broadcast it if we get to that point. Uh, where people can come and take advantage of opportunities to be together with other like-minded people and uh, connect to something deep within themselves and to each other. Your number one source for hip-hop without all the, uh, well, politics.